This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. This episode is brought to you by Blizzard. Play Diablo 4 free during the open beta weekend. Only you can stand in the way of the forces of hell. Play free March 24th to 26th and pre-purchase for early access. Journey through the entire first act. Battle up to level 25 as all five classes. Adventure with your friends in four-player co-op. Descend into hell early during the open beta. Pre-purchase Diablo 4 now. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Divots and Pivots, episode 15, I think, if I did my math right. <laughs> I just just blanked on that, but we're here. It's uh, it's kind of a down week in the world of the PGA. Um, we got a new tournament this week uh, in Mexico. First time it's at this course. First time this tournament's in play. So um, su- not surprisingly, kind of a weird, funky field with not a lot of names that you're used to seeing at the top of the DraftKings pricing. Uh, so we're going to do our best here to, to have some fun with this, break it down for you, and get you prepared. And in the meantime, we're going to welcome in the the regular, the better half to this show, Mr. Bud Copeland. How are you tonight? Today, The regular. I am the regular. I'm all right. Um, I'm doing fantastic. Wonderful. Uh, it is the first year at, I'm going to say, Vedanta by 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 man it's why i didn't even try it's why um but yeah new location (laughs) for the tournament we're back down in mexico like you said it's kind of the off week the pivot week so to speak leading into um another another fun few weeks with the wells fargo byron nelson Mm -hmm. and pga on the horizon looks like looks like we're going to get our fill of lefty no pun intended um (laughs) coming up soon he is in he is in play for the pga um uh, funny enough, though, he's also uh, I think he's going to apply for an exemption to go to this first L.I.V. Uh, 
Saudi international classic in London, wherever this first tournament is. And so (laughs) quick thing that we'll come back to later, your boy, Robert Garagus. um, That's factoring into this as well, but back to you in the studio. God, it is. It's a weird week. It's a very weird week. And the fact that we, in the first two minutes of the show, we just mentioned Robert Garagus, who I remember being back on like Tiger Woods, PGA tour two 2001. I think it was or whatever. Um, I mean, that might be the last time I heard his name. <laughs> I'm being honest, but but yeah, so it, it's it's a weird week for sure. And uh, yeah, look, Phil wants to get his hands dirty with the with the Saudi tournament there. Like that, hey, whatever. Like we said, the more legitimate uh, tournaments and leagues out there, I think is be- best for golf. But it's not a bad thing. So um, yeah, it's only gonna it's only it's only going to grow this in the long run. Um, but Gergis, you mean again, because he just came out and he said, "Hey, I want to go play in this uh, this other LIV golf <laughs> event in London." And uh, I think, like I said, Phil's going to go for it too. So um, it's not going to be the end of this. Like like you said, no. the more golf, the merrier. It, it's it's going to shake out eventually. They'll figure out how to do this and how to. I, and you know what it's going to end up being? I think what it's going to being is they're going to PGA Tour will finally just say, "Fair, fi- fair enough." We're going to, how many spots are in this field? 30 players, 40 players. All right. We will allow 10% to go to PGA tour exemptions, you know, that kind of thing. And they'll say you get eight, you know, like seven, of our players, eight of our players after that go fill with the Asian tour and maybe DP world tour chips in, but that's, what's it, that's, what's going to end up happening. And I think the shark's going to get what he wants, but just not what he wanted. Uh, he's going to get this new tour and he's going to get this new attraction. He's going to grow the game and build it. But I really think he, he thought that uh, Rory and those guys were (laughs) Justin and that were, they were going to jump for the money and they're not, you know, you're not going to lure, you're not going to lure that top talent. You're going to have to establish your own top talent. And maybe it is born from, from tour players who, you know, you you step outside of that that spotlight for just a minute, you shine a little brighter somewhere else and, who knows? You come back. People forget Brooks Kepka got started over in Europe. He wasn't just a PGA mm-hmm. tour or even corporate corn ferry tour guy. Well, it's interesting you bring up the corn ferry tour. I mean, it's it's an av- another avenue for those guys if they if they choose to step out and and do something like the the LIV instead. You know, that's it could just be a path to professionalism for for them as well. I mean, look, they're professional on the corn ferry tour, anyways. But you know what I mean, like to get to the big time professional. Um, the more avenues for these guys to make it and, and establish their dreams. I just, I just don't see how it's bad for golf. And it's not like the PGA is going to lose money um, from sponsorships or deals or anything because of this other league. It's not, there's, there's really no threat to them. <clears throat> the PGA tour is well established after all these years as it's, even with the success of the European tour, it's still not the PGA tour. And everyone knows that it's the PGA tour is no, not going it, anywhere. They're not, they shouldn't feel threatened at all. No, it's no secret. This whole thing is because of how they went about this. Exactly. How they went about, <laughs> you, you know, saying, ah, everybody's so fucking greedy and blah, 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 blah. Because I go back to tiger at the Genesis. Um, first of all, looking yoked, uh, <laughs> but uh, he was in those press conferences. Boom. His first one at the Hero Challenge, I swear he was doing the thing with the arm under the bicep kind of deal. Uh, well, and then, of course, the Twitter the Twitter sphere, God save Twitter or Elon. But that's the conversation for a different time. We can get into that. I'd love to get into that. I love I love me some Elon Musk. Elon. Uh, but no, no some, the Twitter sphere pointed out that when you can't, you know, he wasn't able to kind of work leg day for a year. And I was like, oof, yeah. that's, that's a good point. That's very but good point. Tiger, at the, Tiger at the Genesis – 
um, they asked him about similar stuff and he, uh, he said the same thing that, that Phil said, but he just used different words. It, Tiger was more nuanced. And ironically enough, <laughs> when people are trying to be nuanced, sometimes they're trying to dance around. Yep. Uh, but no, Tiger's a magician. He was trying to be nuanced to be specific and talk about, yes, there are, there are not, you know, what do you want to call them issues or, op, you know, there are new things now because of social media, because of the internet and streaming and all of this media content now that all of the sudden has new life and we're working under old agreements that were around before, you know, that's how tiger kind of went about talking about it. Phil was like, ah, these motherfuckers are still yeah. just trying to squeeze us dry for everything we're worth. I'm like, <coughs> Phil, you. Anytime like, Phil you, feels a, a penny is being threatened right, in his pocket, he freaks right, out. Right. I mean, and then I he double it. downs. But I mean, he's not going to go anywhere. He'll come out. He'll go back to yeah. the, he'll go back to the PGA. I I think he shoots 76, 78, and and just graciously fades away uh, <laughs> until. You know, until he he begs for a Ryder Cup captaincy in yep. fifteen years. Um, God, how did we even get here? Oh, that's right, because we, it's the Mexico Open, so it's not necessarily a new new tournament. I do like going yeah. down to Mexico because, um, as DraftKings and everybody else on on Earth pointed out, uh, driving distance is mm-hmm. a big game changer here because the ball flies. And so, if you are already doing well in that department, this is going to magnify that a little bit. And when you're yep. at the, the the level of these folks. I say these folks, meaning uh, PGA Tour guys. Anything inside 120 is a little flip of a wedge of some sort. So, yeah, it turned into a pitch and putt. So, strokes gained approach and, uh, you know, driving distance are always big factors here. And you always see long bombers kind of do well. Well, yeah, and what helps too is on this course specifically, it's the it's pretty wide open. The, the, the roughs mm. are, are fairly non-existent. There's not much uh, obstacles in the way, so... Uh, even a slightly, you know, drift to the left or right off these tees, it's not going to be the end of the world. They're still going to be able to, you know, take a pretty, pretty favorable approach shot in. So I expect a lot of birdies, a lot of a, a pretty low score from the winner this week. Um, and you know, I think that just plays into the fact that look, this field is. Um, we'll quickly touch on the field here. This field is John Rahm, Tony Finau, and you know, you got Abraham Answer. It, it starts to fall off pretty quick. Um, as far as recognizable names now people like us we we know a lot of these other names but for the the, the general viewing public who are going to be might tune into this tournament there's going to be some majority of the leaderboards going to be names that they might not be familiar with so there's going to be value there's going to be low scores of guys who are going to feel it um who are, aren't used to really you know necessarily going out and, and scoring a lot of birdies in these tournaments on, on tour so this is going to be an opportunity for them to really really fly i think I'd love to see somebody come out of, you know, well, somebody other than Ben Crane, you know, we know that name. Yo, Jonas Blix, I'm down in the 6K range. Yeah, just Jonas Blix, yes. Jonas Blix, <coughs> Hans Blix. Um, but someone like a DJ Trahan is a name that has popped up in other bigger terms before as a value player, as someone who should show up and hasn't shown up yet. You know, this could be a week where, you know, it just lines up to where he, he might be able to get back on track as a, as an up and comer here. Uh, there's a lot of guys out there who have an opportunity now. So yeah, there's, there's, there's a couple of cat. I think uh, the, the magic rule of three, three is the magic number always here. <laughs> if you're a star. Th- okay. So this is going to be a quote unquote weak field, you know, not, it's, yes. it's still outside of the States. And so there are some, there are some folks who may be a little hesitant about traveling. Fair enough. You know, maybe let it, let it breathe for another year. 
other guys they never had this circled on their calendar they're like you know what this fits in perfectly we go through the gauntlet and then yep. um, maybe i play in harbor town or one, or one or two after and then i take a week or two off and get ready for the next stretch so it is that natural down week and then you have some guys like john rom who want to go down here for whatever reason maybe he just enjoys the tournament or they do have to play in a certain number of events. So anyways, if you're a big name, you're, you're, you already have a head start. You normally have a head start. You have a bigger one. Then there's going to be the folks that you're talking about who are not necessarily big name, but they're familiar names. DJ Mm -hmm. Trahan, Ben Crane, like I jokingly yeah. just said, you know, doesn't Ben Crane have a major for some reason? I want to say he won the British uh, or, yeah, or a PGA. He, he won what something. He I do want to look that up now because I'm almost stat, stat boy. Look that up. So while I'm getting <laughs> to this point, so we've got the big, the, big the, the BSDs on tour. They're still the BSDs, just bigger because it's a watered down field. If you're a familiar name and we've heard your name before. It's a watered down field. So maybe like you said, this is the week you get that vibe again. You know, you make those extra, those extra couple birdies. Maybe the guys can't keep up this week, but then there's also who I'm personally kind of rooting for, which are the dark horse locals. So from the PGA tour, Latin America, um, maybe, maybe some, some guys on the, on the PGA tour proper who literally just never get a chance to play because they're so low on the totem pole. Uh, you know, so I, that's that's kind of why these tournaments are fun for for me to watch. Um, also, I believe this is the tournament a few years ago. Uh, T. Gray hit that shot out of the bunker, the little spinny slice shot. You know what I'm talking about? Um, uh, like it was like a side. Sorry, I'm still looking at Ben Crane to try to see ben if Crane. he's actually won the major a major or not, which it doesn't look like he has. So why why is Ben Crane? <clears throat> did he did he hold on? Did he win the players? No, uh, oh, maybe that's it because his best major finish is a T9 in 2004 at the PGA Championship. Uh, he lost to VJ Singh, uh, but maybe he won the players. Let me, uh, fourth of the players. No, it... he only has five PGA Tour victories. Why is Ben Crane's name familiar? What has he done that is significant? Well, I think for a while he was just kind of around, he was one of those like your Matt Kuchers where he's just around, he doesn't necessarily win. Um, but he hangs around. Yeah. Wow. I, um, I way, <laughs> I way over. I'm thinking I'm, I'm definitely, and you know what? I'm going to think of it later, but yeah, he's never won more than one of. in a season. So yeah, I'm not sure. No. And you look, you look like what he, you look at what he's won. The bell South classic uh, farmers. Well, the farmers is pretty, pretty decent little um, title to have. Yeah. What is this? I think they just made this one up in 2011. No, the here McLad- we go. So the McLad the the McLadry Classic. What what is the McLadry? So Classic? I'd say I'd say the most recent one that what? the most recent thing that he won that uh, maybe is why because he won the FedEx uh, St Jude in 2014. Um, he won the yeah, just, insurance back in 2010. So yeah, yeah. No, I'm just I'm just getting him mixed up with somebody. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's probably all it is because it's nothing uh, spectacular. But it's still a name that people, for some reason, like you said, it's or at least golf fans they they do know. And the reason I'm, the reason I'm digging around in the six K range is because in a week like this, I what is what's John Rom's projected ownership? It's got to be what one hundred and fifty eight percent. Um, John Rom like twenty really? percent, but is he's the high? But he's the highest projected own. What's hold on? What's his price? Ten four. 
11-3. He's the highest priced uh, okay. by a long shot. Oh, Tony Finau's 10 Okay, sorry. I was looking at those yeah. two differently. But look, okay, if you, see, but, yeah. but like for instance, like Abraham Answer is a local guy down, or not maybe not local to the course itself, but he, you know, he's he's from from Mexico down there. He's got six point four uh, percent ownership, and that's I would have expected him to be more popular. So uh, you texted me earlier, and you what did you say? You said some fir. I was playing a practice round in the Mass <laughs> Open. Uh, I was out at Kernwood Country Club in Salem, <laughs> and it was a. It's a fun course. And yes, Sorry. there will be some interesting fun content coming from the two of us this summer on from the golf course. We're going to try to do some some uh, different TikTok, some YouTube, some just some things uh, to entertain the, you throughout the week. The kids the kids on their TikToks. No, yes, we will. And um no, Kernwood was good. It's a Donald Ross design. It's incredibly incredibly similar to um the University of Florida course down in Gainesville, where I went, to, I went to grad school and lived for a while. Uh, where is this? We don't really have any information this week to work off of for past conditions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's where I wanted to. I wanted to type back, but I was on the golf course. I was doing. I was playing well. Shot seventy three. It's a par seventy. I, I looked up the past results, and I pretty much need to be. I need to make a couple more putts, and that seventy three was with a double and a, a double and a triple. So it was, a, it was a, now. I am showing <laughs> off. I, I felt good out there. Uh, watch you watch it, it, when I come on to do the show right after. How'd it go? Uh, actually, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold myself to it. Par is what I'm shooting for. Can't win anything at a qualifier. But that's why I didn't text you back. But my thought yeah. was. This I think what's going to happen is when we do play together and do videos together, it's going to be a, this is how you should shoot the hit the ball. And then it's going to be me. This is how you don't hit the ball. It's going to be like a little back and forth tutorial. <laughs> I'm nervous. I don't know. I don't know if I want to see myself on camera hitting a golf shot. I, uh, I'm, I'm such a like, so I learned how to play and I am going to go back to this in just a second. Yeah. Um, I learned how to play basically when I was like 12, uh, 11, 12 years old. My, we had just moved to Florida from South Carolina, South Kakalaki, baby. And I, we had just gotten down there beginning of the summer and I knew nobody. And when you're 12 years old, this is kids, this is pre-social media. There was no like, Hey, I'm new in town. Anybody doing things? And so there, you know, there was a golf course nearby and a driving range. And I spent the entire summer trying to just watch golf on TV. And then I would go out and like literally try to like mimic the guys. Sure. And I played, and I played baseball. So I had decent hand-eye coordination. So it all worked out for the better. And uh, I kind of took to the sport. But when you have a week like this, uh, strokes gained home life. That's when I bring yes. it back in. So, uh, you know, looking up in this, do you want to, do, do you want to, I think we owe it to the people to at least go through um, the ranges here. Uh, <coughs> yeah, we can, we can and, and make sure this. Yeah. So fly through this. <laughs> we'll give, we'll give the, uh, and it's not, it's not the Mexico open. What is it called now? It is the, uh, it's still the Mexico Open. open. Yeah, yeah. Still the Mexico Open. Okay. So we do need to give the Mexico Open its due. And yes. I want to I want to hear. Austin Smotherman actually has the tournament record. So does he really? I didn't know. No, he, he does not. I didn't know he has the record. <laughs> tournament record score. I know he's popping as number three in my rankings this week, but uh, he's, I didn't know he has the he's number he's number one in your heart, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, he won. He, Smotherman, former winner in 2018. Smotherman. We're going to have to start the Austin Smotherman fan okay, club. Okay, so Austin Smotherman likes uh, likes playing in Mexico. So 
that makes sense. He's number three in my rankings at seventy eight hundred bucks. That's uh he's he's a pretty pretty easy play for me this week, especially coming in. At, I mean, he's coming in at fourteen percent ownership, but look, this week it's going to be a mixture of high ownership and and you know sub five percent ownership. You think so? You think it's going to be a studs and duds kind of week for you? Well, so for me, so. So this is a good opportunity. Yeah, to walk me through, yeah, walk This me is a good opportunity to bring up the difference between uh, cash game and GPP games uh, when you're playing on DraftKings. So, oh, okay. Um, so cash Thank games, you. your cash games are typically going to be smaller fields. Um, it's it's uh, a smaller range of payout. Uh, the people who get paid out, uh, so it's more top heavy distributed prize pools. Uh, so, for instance, I'm in a 75 or 70 or 75 player tournament. Um, where only the top two get paid out this week. So, and and that's similar to the one that that's I won. What you during... mean, that's what you mean by cash game. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. so, it's, so, so like it's it typically has to the tournament has to the contest. I should say not the tournament. The contest has to fill in order for it to actually happen, basically, because it's it. all based off of the number of people in it. Um, and that's the one that I won during the master masters week. It was like 200 people in the top four, uh, no, yeah. the top three now people got paid and I, and, and I won. And that's the one I won. So that, that one felt nice. Um, but so, so like I'm going to play that one cash game this weekend and that one ownership isn't necessarily because it's smaller field ownership is not as crazy important because you, you just want the, the highest scores possible um, because everyone's ownership is going to be inflated in a smaller field field contest like that so like guys are going to be 40 50 percent owned probably like john ron is probably going to be around like 40 percent owned but with the way he's you know playing and should play on this course it makes sense where it's a very real possibility where you you might have to have him if he goes out there and even finishes top five to to even have a chance at sniffing the top two positions to get paid so in cash games, ownership is a little less important depending on the size of the field. In my case, a 75-player field, that's uh, I'm not really worrying about ownership as much. I'm going to try to find some edges to differentiate, but right. um, for the most part, I'm going to play the guys that I just truly believe, bottom line, are going to score the, the highest points on DraftKings. And then GPP is where you got your 10, 15, or, you know, unlimited amount of entry contests where people can multi-entry oh, okay. like 150 I, entries and that's where ownership comes into play more because oh, sure. you don't if you, if you end up you know playing the chalky guys even if you you're going to end up in a group of like 50,000 other people who also played like your same lineup like it's going to be silly to where you're, you're going to go from either winning money or like winning a good amount of money or just not winning anything at all so you need to GP, GPP tournaments differentiate yourself more based on ownership GPPs where you want to find Sangmoon Bai at 6,200 who puts out the same number of DK points as Tony Finau at 10-4, right? Exactly, yeah. Um, I thought I thought you were about to go down a different rabbit hole. I thought you were about to start talking about the um, head-to-head matchups, which I don't know. No, no. Yeah, no, those it's really just you, you got Although it does make a lot more fun just to end up having those two guys, to those two players to follow. Um, yes. And you, so there's look- more trash talk availability there too, which makes it fun. Oh, duh. So 10K and above. I mean, anybody sniffing Patrick Reed at 10,000? Look, he's not playing well enough for me to sniff him from a mile away. Um, uh, so, so, no. <laughs> he, no. He ranks out 140th in my model this week. And I, what's the – how many players are in this field? 143. So <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to fade so, Patrick Reed pretty hard. Yeah. 
so no interest there. Um, Ron, like I said, so in, in GPP, I'm, I'm going to stay away from Rom just because the odds are that somebody else has just as well of a chance to win as, um, as he does. That's priced a lot less. Uh, so I would rather start my GPP lineups with an Abraham answer. Like I said, a, a local guy who for some reason is under 7% projected ownership right now. Um, that's where I would be starting for a GPP, but in cash, I'm going to probably play both ROM and answer. Well, it almost feels like you, those top three right there, ROM, Finau, answer in a field like this again, where I don't know. Do you, I mean, do you have to, or is this the kind of field where instead of studs and duds, like you fade the entire 10 K range and mm-hmm. you really just find, try to find a bunch of differentiators in the eight and nine K like, well, you definitely like, could, you definitely could like, do that uh, because it's if for those guys to hit their value in that 10 K range. Like if, if they just, you know, hell, if they just miss one putt and end up falling out of the top 10 or something, like they're not going to hit their value. That's they're not, uh, they're not worth the price at that point. So it's very, you could definitely go that route where you just go nine K and lower. Uh, it, and I mean, <laughs> if I was playing multiple lineups, I probably would mess around with, with sure. one with John Rom and, you know, one with, I'd probably do one with all three of them. <clears throat> Not in the same one, obviously. To, you know, but I'm saying three different lineups, one kind of featuring all of them and fill it in. Sure. But I think, like, like you're pointing or like you allude to, more the more the leverage in a tournament like this can be found in these seven eight K. I mean, it's always. Not always. Sometimes you really do have to just ride those ponies up top, especially when you got like Rory at Bay Hill or something. Sure. Um, but what? <clears throat> pardon me. Oh my god, that's great. Sorry, I'm passing it on to you. <laughs> oh god, that was terrible. No. Um. I, I. The thing is, is any of those names, and I think it's because they're shining brightest because of the field. But John Rom, Tony Finau, Abraham Anthony, and Kevin Na's going to win again. He's. Oh yeah. You know, he he's been knocking lately. Have you seen the gear that he's been wearing? I haven't seen the gear. No, we'll circle back to Kevin. Not okay. <laughs> nine that we're going to talk about that gear in just a minute. So the nine K range, um, talk to me, nine K. So nine K. So look, Gary Woodland is going to be a pop shuttle comes in from LaGuardia. <laughs> so nine K is going to, uh, sorry, Gary Woodland's going to be popular nine K for that reason of, uh, people going with the strategy of just fading the 10 K and above range. And look, before the Masters, where he he came out, I believe he missed that cut and just did awful. Um, and we were on him, which is a shame. But before that, he was playing good. And this is a type of field and tournament where he can kind of get it back on track to the way he was playing before. So he's going to be a popular play. Uh, Sebastian Munoz is another guy that I like here. Um, he's coming in a bit more popular at 16% as well. Um, but And then Chris Kirk, uh, another guy down here. Um, who's had a pretty good season guy we've talked about a few times uh these are going to be your your three highest owned guys in this in this range they're all going to be around you know 16 um or higher gary woodland actually 22 percent. he i I misspoke earlier he's the highest projected ownership right now what is what's brendan todd doing (laughs) up in the 9k range it's the it's this freaking field man (laughs) i mean I, I, that's that's I, that's what I was derping out over. I'm looking at the rest of them. I'm following you. I'm like, yeah, Gary. Gary's been playing well. I'm actually kind of shocked this week that he's not in the 10K range because of that. But I guess yep. the bell curve shakes out that way. Munoz, ditto for the same reason. And then Cameron Cameron Tringale no is always, you know, this is the kind of field where Tringale all of a sudden is a favorite because mm-hmm. it's thinned out. He's the DJ Trahan illusion that you made earlier. 
Um, yes. And so it's, you know, Chris Kirk's kind of that newer version of the same thing. And then you get to Brendan Todd. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually big on Cameron champ because the, if this, if he's, if he is on with his driver, the boy mm-hmm. hits it a mile and a half. And this, this, sure if this turns into a pitch and putt, uh, you know, look out the keys won before. And so once you get a taste for blood, you can come back for more Russell Knox, you know, um, kind of jokingly, I started riding that train, you know, about a month ago and he's been playing well. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he has one missed cup, but then the rest of the time he's been showing up and showing out a little bit. And Kevin Streelman, again, he's the DJ trade. What in the heavenly fuck has Brendan Todd? <laughs> Although he won, re- he won recently. <coughs> Brendan Todd's most recent. Um, did he win? Let's see here. Brendan Todd. Um, it's been it's been within the last two years. I'm gonna put the over. I'm gonna say it was in 2020. Okay, here we go. Here's a looking for that for that number one. He doesn't. 2019. He won the Mayakoba. And he the won, I was gonna say he won two in 2019. Yeah, he like had the he 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 had the the resort Thanksgiving sweep. Oh my! I'm looking at his. 2016 season, right? Just because it just was right there. One, two, three, four, five, six, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. He missed 24 straight cups, cuts between 2016 and 2017 before he finished 70th at the, at the Byron Nelson. And then he went on to miss another one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cuts. <laughs> I remember this. And I actually like Brendan Todd. He's a Georgia guy. Go dogs. Um, but I do remember because then when he kind of, he, when he finally came out of it, look at who that runner up was in the Bermuda championship back in 2019. Mr. Harry Higgs. Harry he's, Higgs. He's come a I love Harry Higgs. And good I, you, I'm, I'm upset that Philip Seymour Hoffman OD'd because he would have been a great Harry Higgs in the biopic. I mean, he would have been hundred, he would have been 120 years old by the time Harry retired, but <laughs> Don't you go dying on me? I won't. I won't. <laughs> so yeah, so, those, so those are the those are going to be the, right, the nine probably your most popular plays in the nine Ks. Um, I do like the not Brendan Todd. We're just going to be not Brendan Todd. No, no, no. But like I, I do like the the Cameron Champ and the Russell Knox yep. as uh, as lower ownership plays. You're going to get them both at under ten percent ownership. So I, I like those as pivot plays in that in that range. Yeah. Knox just for current form and cam champ, just cause the boy can bomb it and he's won before. So exactly. eight, yeah. 8k is also a little thin, man. They, they've got this, this is a mm-hmm. big old, bo- well, you know, again, it goes, it's a Bovan pelt is playing this Ricky <laughs> Barnes. Oh my God. Ricky oh my Barnes. God. I haven't seen that Grayson, hat in a while. <laughs> Grayson, Grayson Murray's back in the field. Good for you, Grayson. Good for so the, you. He's, he's sober. Yeah. He's back. He's ruffling feathers. Good for you. So the AK range range is interesting though, because we got, we got guys like uh, Charles Howell, uh, Lanto Griffin, who is a a big ball striker. uh, And, and he's got some D he's not really known for his distance off with the driver, but he's not, he's in the the top half of the league as far as that goes. So uh, this could set up well for him. He's ranked 15th in my model, Mr. Lanto Lanto Griffin. Um, But then someone who I like down here, uh, who I think could surgically move his way around this course with his uh, his uh, superior ball strike is Mr. C.T. Pan, who has had a decent season so far this year. Um, I believe he's made like 13 uh, out of 15 cuts or something like that. Let me double check that. Every time I hear that name, all I can think of is T.C. Chin, 
who was a pro <laughs> golfer in the, it was, it was like the 1985 or 86 U S open. He was assessed a two stroke penalty for double hitting a ball. Uh, he chipped it. And while during his follow through, he hit a second time, two stroke penalty ended up losing by one. Uh, the other runner up that year is even more fascinating. I, I like, I, I like Lonto just for the name. Sure. Um, while you're looking, while and you're yeah, looking, CT, CT Pan has three top tens this year and 11 out of yeah. 15 cuts. Yeah, so so he could he's that probably hungry hungry guy hungry hungry hippo. No, he's that hungry shark where all of a sudden you know some of the bigger sharks aren't swimming around. It's like Ooh, wow, you know, I'm, yeah. this might be my week. And you'd get um, him for right around ten to twelve percent ownership. It looks like roughly in your standard GPP pools. So tell me real quick because trust me, I did not forget about Kevin. Nah. Um, <laughs> tell me real quick about my two my two. Con- contributions contrarian my my, my, my i am very contrarian my two contributions to the 8k range uh both kind of one similar to what i did 9k where you got a current form guy in aaron rye after his teammate him and david lipsky last week almost helped me pull something out yeah they were they were looking pretty good there david lipsky (laughs) david's david lipsky's gonna break through but aaron rye was lights out he was burning edges Saturday mm-hmm. and it was making my heart stop. So I say, look out for him riding that wave of momentum. And he's looking around going, Hey, I, I, I can hang, you know, I'm, I'm here. And now it's just me. I don't have that guy weighing me down. No, I'm just kidding. Well, but he's a guy, Aaron he's Ryan, a guy that like last week he was probably playing better approach and ball striking than he, than his, his averages. So if he can keep that rolling, he could definitely pop here for sure. He was, he was definitely playing above his height uh, yes. as they would say in basketball. And then the other one who had, had a couple of brief, this could be the week we talk about folks who are familiar names and one really just a familiar kind of current is the uh, gala. Yeah, I knew uh, you were going to go there. <laughs> well, I mean, he, what he not runner up, uh, maybe it was runner up at the Genesis. What did he do? He, he had like a top 10 and a runner up back to back weeks earlier this year. He was, let's put it this way. He spent a significant amount of time on the front page of the leaderboard for about two to three weeks yeah. Uh, earlier this year, and so I think this is a, a again. It's a yeah. He, f- he finished third at the Phoenix, seventh at the Valspar, twenty second yeah. at Corrales, Punta Cana. So yeah, those are his. What he do? What he do in uh, the players? Did he miss? He missed the cut. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah he missed the, the cut train. at both that's... Arnold Palmer and the players. Those are the, it looks like his only yeah. two missed cuts this year, though. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So, um, look for him. And that G- good sweet Mary mother of all that is holy and mighty. What are we going to do about the seven K range, Andrew? <laughs> well, the seven K range, we're going to our, to our soon to be named show favorite, Mr. Austin Smotherman. I think, he I ranks, think we have to, he ranks third, third in the model. Um, and look, he, he's got good distance off the driver. He's ranked 20th, uh, with the driver second. And, you know, so the way I did is I did some different strokes against approach. I did one in general for the year, uh, over the last six months, he's ranked second in that, I also did strokes gained approach on par 71s over 7,400 yards uh, over the last 24 rounds. He's ranked second in that as well. He's also ranked fourth in ball striking in that same metric and 19th in tee to green. So, uh, yeah, he he sh- he's showing up in this model pretty heavily. So I like the Austin Smotherman play at 7,800 in all formats. I do as well. I, I mostly because of your model, but um, also because of earlier when we stumbled upon. I had somebody else in that space. Uh, it, it was going to be uh, Anurban Lahiri because he's also up there with like the gala and those names of like, I just feel like one of these days sure. he's going to, you know, he also had a, a brush with greatness earlier this year. He was, he was up, he was up at the top of a leaderboard for a while. 
he was sitting there, but Smotherman, um, when you pass champion so I can hang, this is my tournament. This is, mm-hmm. you know, my event. And he also, like we said, he has the tournament record. So um, he, he's one of my pivot, my pivot plays, so to speak. And then the other half of the Rye boys, uh, David Lipsky. Lipsky, David Lipsky, <laughs> man. And, and, and I didn't even look at what, um, what his stats are as far as where he ranks in the models, because I genuinely believe when you're, when you, when you hit the ball, like they did last week and you come that close in that mm-hmm. kind of environment, I feel like that's the kind of confidence that can take a player. People thought that tiger would never win or sorry, that Phil would never win a British open. Right. I don't yeah. think anybody questioned tiger was going to win. Anything <laughs> I knew, what you but I mean, about. right. Or even like John, a guy like John Daly. So, I mean, sometimes though, when you're, when you're in the mode, you're in the moment, you know, doesn't matter what's going on. So yeah. um, now some of the fun names that I wish, Oh, actually who else you got? This so the other guy I like down there um, who did well for us in another kind of weak field tournament uh, in the in past this year was Adam Svensson. Uh, he's coming in ranked 14th. He, he's a good ball striker um, really across all of the metrics uh, that, we, that I have in factoring in this week. So uh, he's not the deepest uh, hitter off the tee, uh, but he can he can hit those approach shots. So and like we said, if it's uh, with a pretty wide open fairway and course in general, um, he should find some angles to to work with this week, no matter how far out he is. Yeah, I don't think you have to be super long off. I mean, if Kisner was down there, I'd be I'd be <coughs> all over some kids this week. Speaking of Kisner, did you see during the um, his match play? I just saw this on TikTok. Oh, was it TikTok? I saw it some. I saw a video of it somewhere where uh, uh, he just straight. He just after he hit, um, and I forget who he was playing with. It was it was a match play though, and uh, the guy was the guy the guy he's playing with hasn't hit yet, and Kisner just just started walking up the fairway to go up to the green to mark his ball and took his time. He took a nice slow walk up there just to, just to make the guy wait and pause. And it's just like, his is such a badass when it comes to match play. He just says, I'm going to oh, do yeah. whatever I can to fuck with your head. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. Dude. That's the only differentiator. That's like, so like I earlier today, I told you I played well. And the thing is I was out there by myself, no stakes. It was easy. Like, you know, when you start, I had I was I was literally play, kind of playing games with myself of trying to imagine that somebody else had just hit a shot or like I looked around and tried to like envision other players on the course because sure. it was fifty it was fifty five and misting nobody else was out there yeah. now Kiz is Kiz is first team all trash talk um, I freaking love him and you just um, don't expect it out of him either which is awesome no I mean shit dude I grew up down those parts like I know Aiken South Carolina pretty well like him DJ. Here's the thing about Southern boys like that. They people think that I'm Southern because I grew up in the South. My parents are from Michigan, right? I was raised in like a Midwestern uh, kind of ha- vibe household. Uh, I'm a chatty Cathy compared to these th- these guys, and you spend that much time just kind of quietly sitting there and soaking it all in. They're funny, and <laughs> and, and so like Kisner's sneaky good, sneaky yes. sneaky good. I do um, like it. 7K, though, I love some of the names down here. Again, going to some of these. Kramer Hickok is back. You know you were missing Kramer. Yep. Um, I like that you brought Adam Svensson. You passed right over Rafa Cabrera Bayo. Sorry. Whoop. Bello. Oh, yeah, there he is. I didn't even see him. <laughs> Pat, Pat Perez, who I really – I like that he, he kind of openly says he's just trying to ride it out until he's 50 and go play on the, champ, the Champions Tour. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, – yeah, I, I love him. I mean, he admits it. He's like, listen, I don't work out enough. 
Uh, yeah, I don't practice enough. He just knows he can't keep up with these these this right. generation right. of players. They're, they're a different breed than the the era of golf he was raised in. I mean, he even says that my people my people are up on that tour. Like that, those are my guys. Yeah. Uh, um, is the six K does the six K range have any names from your your model? That, so that quickly are before like, we yeah, jump yeah. into six K, at the oh, bottom yeah, of seven K, there's two guys who are ranking in my top ten. Uh, and that's Joseph Bramlett and Nick Taylor. They're both uh, ranked seventh and ninth, respectively, between them. Joseph Bramlett, uh, he can crush the ball off the tee uh, and ranks top 30 in the approach and ball striking metrics that I'm using here. So Joseph Bramlett, unfortunately, from what it looks like, he is uh, a, a guy who's been a bit picked up on. He's actually he's 10% projected ownership. I thought I, thought I saw him projected higher than that. Um, so he could be a really nice play for you this week at, at a nice savings. And then Nick Taylor was coming in at only 7% ownership. So both of these guys at this price and um, with their potential on this, this style of course and the way they play, I, I like both of them. Um, I think I'm playing them in both my cash and GPP lines. Well, I mean, Nick Taylor is one before, and you, mm-hmm. you know we love our Canadian brethren. They're, they're so nice. Uh, just, uh, you know, solid dudes there. And um, that was my that was my Canadian for you. I do, I do actually do better Canadians. Joseph Bramlett could walk in the door and say, "Hi, I'm Joseph Bramlett," and I wouldn't know anything yet. <laughs> no, I'm I'm looking him up right now though because I'm not talking shit. I'm just kind of curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stanford PGA card Q schooler. Uh, okay, I like him. He's from Saratoga, California. I just kind of like ideas. Corn Ferry Tour. He's won on the Corn Ferry Tour. All right, let's go, Joseph. I'll be Team Bramlett this week. I, I like the Bramlett play this week a lot. So he's <laughs> someone like I said. I'm playing them both. <laughs> Listen, get that trending on Twitter real right now. We're gonna get big on the Bramlett play. Big on the uh, Bramlett play. <laughs> big, big on Bramlett. Bohog is back in the field. All right, who is down at the bottom there? Bo-hogue. Here's the thing about the six K range is. These are going to be a lot of a lot of guys. We just don't have we don't have much on. There probably a lot of I see yeah. Sang Moon Bai. That's where Sang Moon Bai was on my brain earlier because I saw him down here and he was just in that article. I think I told you about where KJ Choi hosted mm-hmm. all the Corn Fairy guys playing nearby. So I was like, oh, he's on the Corn Fairy. So obviously he's getting he's getting a crack this week. Um, you know, with the big boys, I'm not picking him for that reason. I'm just looking at some of these names like the Santiago de la Fuente. I mean. I, I could give it or I can give it a spin. Yeah, let's see. Um, there's a hold on, there's, there's a couple. You could do an entire lineup of names that have three parts or more. <laughs> I'm saying, like you know, it's we've got Bovan Bovan Pell. We got the Bayo, um, Dowie Vanderwalt. And there, there's enough of them that are that are. Um... You know, and ranking out pretty decent. Yeah, like you, might, a, you might be able to do all right too. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's, I think there's three or four down there in the six k. Then you got a seven k, and then I mean, if you had, hey, listen, you run out. That's it. You play them all. No, you got Charles Howell the third. You could get creative and, th- and count C T Pan. You know, three part name. But that's the Mexico Open for you, folks. It's yeah. um, it, well, it is. It's, well, it's, it's, and don't forget about DJ Trahan down there, six two hundred. He's uh, he's someone that um, that just ranks out really well. He ranks tenth in my model, and then six two hundred. It's it's worth a shot to to go out there and, and throw him into the line. So, K 
Kevin Na was wearing this sweater at Augusta. And it was at first glance, I thought he lost a bet. And then I thought maybe he was getting sponsored by a K-pop group. And um, it turns out it really was a Korean, a Korean golf line called WAC. W-A-A-C. WAC. Oh, okay. Never heard of it myself. There's a reason for that. Uh, you can't get it in the States. It's only in Korea. Okay. The, uh, it, but it stands for win at all costs. And because of the you know massive, massive market for golf in Korea, you know, it's booming over there. If you sure. Google it, it's, it, I mean, it's pretty interesting stuff. It really does look like a K-pop convention took over a country club. With some of their <laughs> stuff. Like I, I wear some of their gear, but then again, right now I'm repping a Portland Sea Dogs shirt. This is their, this there is their logo for the, up, for the upcoming, uh, like this is their, like, I don't know what you want to call moose, it. They're the kind of like, the alternate, the alternate logo. It's uh, Alsace de Maine. <coughs> and it has some, something to do with, heritage heritage game coming up in a couple weeks i got you okay anyway anyway that's the whack the whack gear uh it's pretty dope check it out i uh interesting i'll have to check that out read an article about it recently and then i saw kevin na who looks like the biggest he looks like your accountant out there (laughs) um and he's wearing like all this all this gear that was pretty uh it's pretty pretty sweet what else pretty, is going on in the world? So, well, so uh, one one thing that I think we could probably fill some time with here is the. Fill I don't some know. Time. If, well, I don't know if you I entertain you, the people. Oh well, what I mean is that we we could probably go on for the rest of the show about this, possibly depending on how you feel about it. Is um is the the upcoming? Well, it's not upcoming. I think it's happening in June, sometime over the summer. But the match, the 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 newest. Oh match yes, feed that's me got, that. Mahomes, that, so, Mahomes, Mahomes, was it Mahomes and uh, Buff, it's Mahomes, the Buffalo kid. Brady, Allen, and uh, Rogers. Allen, Rogers. Yeah, it's but, old versus young, right? I don't give a hell what they want to call it. I I have an issue that there's no golfer. I think the biggest, the best thing the match had going for it was that it had guys like Phil. It had guys like a, actual golf because I think what it was, what was good about it was that it took these guys that were big name PGA tour golfers and it put them in an environment where you were able to see kind of behind the scenes, let them see them have fun on the course, uh, throw down some bets and do some like kind of funky, crazy shots to, to entertain. Like it was all about the entertainment and to see that side of these golfers that we see be so serious. You know, when we see them on, on tour or on the TV, I liked that side of it. I liked being able to see like what golf can be to these professional golfers when they just go out there and have fun. I have no interest in seeing four freaking quarterbacks go out there and play around a golf because I it's it's going to look no different than anything else. I can walk onto any course and see. It's just you, not going to be fun for me. <laughs> you are way off base. <laughs> um, couple of things. No, I get it. A couple of things to consider here. First and foremost, all these pro golfers have a full slate of actual lucrative opportunities sure, out there. So I get they that. No, yeah. longer have, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> but, well, but I do think what we'll see is a renewal of the skins game, which used to be like around Thanksgiving yep. every year. And you will see some more of these. You're, you're going to see some of these players who do some of these spinoff matches more because they're not going to want to play 25, 30, 40 events a year. They're mm-hmm. going to realize that they can kind of take the tiger approach earlier in their career and say, I'm playing 15 times. I'm going to make all those cuts. Mm-hmm. And if I snag a win, I make my year, you know, there, there's, there's going to be some more of that. And I think you will see the the pro tour with some more wide world of sports or skins games, or as I heard Brooks on a recent uh, interview talking about 
because somebody was asking him, how do you make golf more enjoyable? And he's like 14 <laughs> holes, 13 holes, you know, whatever, like get, you know, get it over with. And all I was thinking is you're going to see that maybe these nine hole matches that, I mean, it, that'd be it, entertaining. Like, Hey, Hey, belly up. I got an idea. Let's get some, we're going to, it's going to be, it's, it's going to count, not counter. It's going to lead into Monday night football coverage. And it's going to be called the emergency nine. And it's going to be a nine hole match and we condense it into 30 minutes. And it's a way to keep golf alive uh, during football <laughs> season. And we'll like find, uh, yeah, we'll find some hacks and some sticks and, and, and we'll get out there and we'll, we'll push, we'll, we'll mix it up. No, but to your point, the pros will come back. They'll come back in the fall. No. I'm huge on seeing these four guys go at it because at the end of the day, I don't, I'm not so much of a sports wonk, especially in the football realm. Look at me. Like this, this, <laughs> this frame, this frame did not wear pads past peewee. Um, <laughs> But I, but I'm a genuine like just sports fan, and so I, I like to see the personalities. I like that it's going to be like kind of the old guard versus the new gun, the young gun, in a because if they literally, literally when they go out on their own field, who -hmm. knows what's going to happen? They can all beat each other. This is so fun to watch, like something else, like golf, darts, bowling, some great equalizer. Sure, sure. That. They all feel like they've they're good or they're good enough. I mean, we've seen Tom, we've seen Aaron. Um, I don't, I get that they're going to give each other strokes, and I, I think it's a little icky for me. Go find, go yeah. find four perfect. <laughs> listen, go find you, you. You go into baseball, you could find four scratch golfers. Oh, hundred percent. They're all I, they're all relievers. <laughs> but but I also the, the third part of this is the the veil's been lifted and even when you pair up a pro golfer with a celebrity or one of these amateurs even when they lose they didn't lose like yeah. i you know i even somebody some guy like me who on my best day i'm gonna go out there and if it starts with a six at the end of the day whew, record setting day if i were to if i were to just stumble across J- justin thomas out there and i was like hey can i play play the back nine with you you want a little match and by some sheer dumb, stupid stroke of luck, beat him by one. Yep. It, I didn't. I didn't really beat Justin Thomas. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. they, So when those guys even go out there, so I hear to your point though. I'm coming from like the uber golf nerd. Mm-hmm. You're coming from the the much more kind of not casual, but like you're into it for the for the sports betting and maybe kind of like the high yeah. level storylines. Well, maybe and for maybe you just- it is. Maybe I have a hard time just finding entertainment in anything that Aaron Rodgers is involved in because I just can't stand the guy. But so maybe More that's fair. it. Maybe maybe it's a little uh, underlying. Uh, you know, what's the, I can't think of the word right now. But maybe it's that's maybe that's you more have it. some you have some pre-existing <laughs> conditions and the, and they begin with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I just, um, I, just I love yeah. I love me some Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a kooky character. I think he's just so fucking <laughs> eclectic. Character. That's one way to say I, it. I think I think he's so I think he's so out there and and he. he so when I say I love him, he's the Kyrie love, Irving of the NFL, right? And I and I and, and and I love and I love Kyrie for the same reason, but love and it, it, it because he's not mine anymore because I don't have to deal with him. You know, it's kind of like such a tool. The reason the reason I love Aaron Rodgers is because he's the gift that keeps giving. Yes, go oh, on for Pat like me, for like media for like sound clips. Oh, a hundred percent, he's great for that. Yeah. So what are we talking about here? Why do you hate him? Because I just can't stand his attitude. <laughs> I just, I, just I, I have a hard time enjoying anything he's involved in. I just uh, drives me nuts. <laughs> and what, what, and what, did, what contract did he just sign? Oh, uh, I'm not even sure. Actually, 
I didn't. Thirty. Oh, you mean? Oh, you mean like his, his football? Club? I thought you meant with like a sponsor yeah. or something. No, 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 no. What? What? What was the big ass deal that he he inked a couple months ago? Um, let me let me see here because I don't know. Is this, he making I don't remember 30, the specifics of it? I don't want to say he's making fifty million dollars a year playing football. Does that sound right? He is. Wasn't it? Wasn't it three? Yeah, three for one fifty. Three one fifty. Yep. <sighs> yeah. Now that's gonna be the. The way they're going to work there on the salary cap, that's going to be and, spread out kind of funky ways. This probably, I wouldn't be surprised if there's probably like a fake option year on the end of that or something like they're going to, to where he's not actually making fifty right. a year. It's, right. You know, they they add on that fourth year that's an you know an option that they don't say in the base contract, so it's more like twenty five a year or something. That wouldn't shock me if it's built like that. And then after taxes, it's really oh yeah, low. it's really only like forty million. <laughs> No, it's actually crazy when you when you actually start looking at what those what those guys what they have to deal with in their taxes and situations. Pro golfers too. You, you think about oh, yeah. anywhere you, anywhere you earn a dime, you got to file. Um, yeah, know, they're gonna they're like gonna get. Now I wonder if they have to file in Mexico. Oh, that, only, that's oh, hey, only <laughs> if they make the cut. Only if they make the cut. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one because I want, there's got to be some sort of special tax thing the way they it's some. Oh, I don't know. There was a there was a phenomenal there was a phenomenal uh, social media post. Not even gonna try to identify if it was on the the <laughs> the TikTok sphere, but um, it was a pro golfer, and he was just basically saying, "Hey kids," um, and he was I think I want to say it was Corn Fairy, but he's like, "I shot 69, 66, 68, 66, and I'm going home with less money in my pocket than I started the week with. This game is hard." <laughs> and uh, yeah. it, but it does. I mean, cause like I'm, I'm out there having my wanderlust dreams of like, Oh, if I can just shoot par at this course, you know, in a couple of weeks, I'll go, I'll go play in the big mass open and it would be a boon and it would be fun. And I enjoy competition. Oh, of it would be. We'd be there. But I, we would be right there to support you. That would be a blast. I, I think it'd be great. Um, but then I, I think about like the difference in what these guys are capable of doing. Yeah. And in, in, and in the level at which they have to do it just to make a living. And we do. Yeah, it, it is. It is a grind. If you're, but it, I mean, we, we focus on the Brooks Kepkas and the tigers and the Phil's it's no different than focusing on the Bill Gates and the Steve jobs exactly. and the Peter Thiel's and the, Mark of the league is making all the money. And- <laughs> right. And, and that's, that's not a knock. I think it's just a um, kind of a reminder. It's a reality. That- yeah, they, they, the, re, the, the reason that golf is so loved, though, is because it's accessible. You know, yes. you, and I aren't, you and I aren't out in our garage tinkering with computers anymore. You know, mm-hmm. we're, not, you know you, we're not playing fake stock games and trying to pretend like, <laughs> hey, man, I'm Warren Buffett. No, we're yeah. like, fuck you, I'm Tiger Woods. It's, it, it, it's <laughs> a whole different – and I even put it in a different arena than um, – I think tennis might be the only thing that can kind of touch it for longevity and to where you get to play. Sure. But the difference is with golf, you go, you go play on a different course that, you know, on, on tennis, yeah. you're, you're in the same kind of grid the whole time. Set up. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's no, what I don't I, know. It is what I love about golf, the accessibility of it. 
Ooh, a little early morning yawn. I apologize about that, but uh, yeah, the accessibility of golf is. I I definitely agree with that. That's the the biggest thing that it has going for it. It's that makes it the most relatable. Um, and then I and I recently saw a video of uh of Justin Thomas on the range, and uh, I think it was, yeah, it was Justin Thomas on the range, and he he sw- he was working on his irons, and he did a swing, and it looks like just like every one of us at the range that we've done it to where the ball just trickled out like forty five degree angle to the left and just rolled away. He just stopped and looked at it, and went. Oh, <laughs> but it's like those moments where every now and then you catch one of these pros who seem like they are untouchable in the sport of golf and you catch them having a real moment like every single one of us on the course and it makes it just so just so relatable. Shank. The, yeah. the, 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 the Rory had a Rory had a dead top at the at East Lake at the Tour Championship probably four or five years ago. Uh, I that, remember that, sho- that. It was great. Right? <laughs> that shows up every once in a while. Um I had a moment like that on the range earlier today before I went out. I was freaking grooving everything. And then I let my mind kind of wander just for one swing. Yep. I was like, man, if I hit the ball like this out there, clank, right, hosel, hosel rocket right down at the end. Yep. It's, like it's a daily reminder ten. that this is still my sport, says the golf gods. <laughs> I, 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 uh, there's some, there's some golf related gear that I want to get made. One of them basically is just that like par always wins. Like I, yeah. I know we, I know we like to think that like, ah, you finished two under, three under. I don't care because par is just saying like, good game. I'm still going to be sitting here tomorrow. Like it yeah. never dies. Un- par is undefeated. Let's put it that way. I get excited for pars. <laughs> I do get excited for pars. Yes. But yeah, so that's so you know somewhere in the in the mix of everything that we said here. Uh, the, yes, it is the Mexico Open. <laughs> we gave you some picks. Um, hope hoping they work out for all of us because I I don't know where you guys were. I'm telling you right now, I think you fade. I think you fade 10k and above, and you just hammer. Yeah, it, it's it. Your body blows after body blows, just 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 meat and potatoes all day. Body, no body, topics. Head, head. Um, I would seriously <laughs> seriously fade Brendan Todd though at 9300. <laughs> you watch, he's gonna the poor for more he's gonna win. Well, also because you know we've been talking about bombers and you know st- you know strokes in him. He's a ball striker. I mean, he's not yeah. a long guy. He's just very straight. You know, he's accurate. And watch, he's going to go on and win. It's going to be some week that you know he comes back up. He's got the Mayakoba. He's got the Kobayashi Maru. Um, that's not really what the name of the tournament. He gets was. the random ones. Yes, him and Victor yeah. Hovland and and my boy yeah. Hudson Swafford. They are the resort kings. Yeah. So yeah, so that's uh, hopefully it works out for you, the guy, everyone who's listening. Um, Mexico Open, it's uh, it's going to be a, <sighs> a an fun. interesting week with golf. But then, like we alluded to, the coming weeks is going to be a nice little uh, run leading up to the PGA Championship. So that's uh, that's going to be great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Wells Fargo. The Byron Nelson's always a fun, you know, traditionally yeah. a fun event, and then Southern Hills uh, PGA. Um, I don't think Tiger's going to play, but even if he would, I, you know, other than the fact that he won a PGA there back in the day, um, it's a, it's going to be fun. Saw an article recently that the heartland of America is going to be the next emerging golf kind of oasis. And I believe it, uh, you know, there's, there's no more room here in New England to put golf courses. That's for sure. <laughs> well, you got some interesting terrain opportunities out there where you can put some, you know, more link style type courses out there. It, it could definitely spice and things and change things of, up a bit. And it doesn't take a lot of earth to have to make some elevation. I mean, it really doesn't yeah. take you know. And mostly, you get creative folks out there, and they they know what they're doing with the earth. It was um, 
God, I saw a six minute documentary about old Tom Morris and how he used to, he used to make courses and he never moved a rock or anything. He would build them into the terrain, but that's because they had to at the time. Sure. Uh, but yeah, also what else has come? I'm going to have to bring you back some stories in a couple of weeks. I'm going out to French Lake, Indiana to play the Pete Dye and the Donald Ross course. So I'll make sure I bring nice. you back some stories there. But um, thank you once again to the friends from Belly Up for letting me sit at your table for, for an hour and take up some of your time. And shouts to the shouts to the ladies and gentlemen at Fantasy National. Yes, um, as, as always, always you, you make me smarter just by <laughs> look. Like I just feel smarter looking at it. And it's like, ah, yeah, I see a lot of greens there. So. But um, and, and of course, yeah. thank you, and of course, thank you to you once again for making me feel smarter as well. Well, hey, I do what I can do. It's it's a it's a bit of a tall order and ask sometimes to do to pull that off. It's but. hard to make chicken salad <laughs> out of chicken shit. No, no, I'm just kidding. But yes, thanks for thanks for joining us again for another great show on this Wednesday morning. Uh, every Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. You can find us here, Tiki Live, and then uh, usually around noon on any of your podcast apps, you'll find the the episode loaded up on there as well. All your Spotify's, iHeartRadio's, uh, you know, you name it, it's, it's going to be on there. Um, and then another quick plug here for uh, Thursday night with the NFL draft is happening this Thursday night. Uh, and Belly Up Sports has you covered for live draft coverage uh, for the entire first round and then Friday night for the second and third round as well. So go check out on Tiki Live, uh, the Belly Up Sports uh, TV channel there we got you covered i will be there for picks 21 through 25 in the first round and then i forget the exact picks but i'll be jumping in the second and third round as well on friday night so check us out ruth gun to your head who's going first you know what this year i don't freaking know (laughs) i've seen it's it's such a mess this year you know what this the first round is going to be chaos doug peterson i think is going to try to make a statement and take one of the tackles um, I think the 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 odds makers still still say I think Aiden Hutchinson because he feels like the yeah. quote unquote safe choice. He's the um, most likely, yeah. I I think Peterson's gonna be like, or is it Doug Dougie Dougie <laughs> down there in Jacksonville is gonna be like, no way, she's gonna take one of my guys from Georgia or, um, I just don't I don't. I hope he I'm, um, if, I don't want to see anything predictable. Just if because a, cor- I if a quarterback goes in the top 10, it's going to be a massive mistake. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> there is no that's, quarterback worth taking the top 10 this year, but I've seen mocks where it happens. And I'm like, that's it's chaos. Will ensue. <laughs> um, that's how Brendan Todd gets to 9,300. All right. Shut <laughs> exactly. it down. All right. We got to shut this down though before we, uh, we screw up the schedule here, but thanks again for joining us. Have a great week, Smooth. everyone. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.